the blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back to back because we love this stuff. You love this stuff. Yada, yada, yada. I'm Adam. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. I'm Corey. <laughs> and today we are talking The Airport, season four, episode 11, that first aired on November 25th, 1992, only three days before my seventh birthday. Uh <laughs> Corey, my man, could you give us the synopsis? Yes, sir. Uh, The airport. Jerry and Elaine experience the differences between first class and coach, while Kramer and George scramble between airports trying to meet their flight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, per usual, we start off with a stand-up bit. This one about all the tiny little things on a plane. Ah, tiny, tiny. Have you noticed that everything on planes is super tiny? Uh, there's uh, there's always tiny food, tiny liquor bottles, tiny pillows, tiny bathroom, tiny sink, tiny soap. Everyone is uh, cramped, uh, is in a cramped seat working on a tiny computer. Really? Was that the case back in early 90s? Uh, I feel there like still some of those tiny computers around. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, they right. were, and, and, and at that time, they were really small ones where you didn't have, like, the trackpad. You only had, like, the little nub that you could well, is, move is, your mouse with. Was that the word, is that the word processor computers? Is that those, like, fucking word processor things or something? I do not remember. Yeah. Well, it's it, funny. I just I I just noted it because I was like, it, it's actually more applicable now than I'd say back in, in 93, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, He's like, uh, there's always a small problem. There's, there's, there, there'll be a slight delay. You'll be a little bit late. If you could be a little patient, we're just trying to get one of those little, little trucks to pull up a little closer to the jetway, so you can walk down that narrow hallway. There'll be a man there in a light suit, and he'll tell you you have to wait. Uh, <laughs> he'll tell you you have very little time to make it to your connecting flight. So move it. And me reading that. Uh, poorly, I might add. <laughs> yes. Um, just goes to show because uh, he th- this stand up worked because he was like nailing everything really fast, mm-hmm. and it was the crowd was into it and everything. And I gotta say, like uh, me reading it poorly just goes to show how good he is at like remembering this stuff and like flowing with it and going with it. And while it wasn't, you know, the best stand-up i think i kind of now sort of have a little bit more of an appreciation for what he does you know yeah it was a good i mean classic have you ever noticed you know kind of jerry style seinfeld and i think he you know now it's like a solid a solid double you know maybe not a home run but a solid double yeah yeah very it was a very like solid like one it was one you would show and be like hey you want to know what jerry seinfeld or like what his stand-up looks like from the show check this out it's Mm -hmm. a good perfect little cross section Yes. Uh, All right. So we're into the episode. Jerry is driving with Elaine to the airport. Um, Apparently, he went to Seattle and had an extra ticket. And so Elaine went with him. And uh, they're heading back to the airport to fly back to JFK. And apparently, Elaine was there and hung out with her sister. Her sister. That's that. They talk about that. He says, Oh, you got to see your sister. which uh, I you know I can't remember her name and I don't we never meet her I don't remember how many references we have about her I, I've kind of haven't been a, done a great job of tracking her sister in the in the uh, whole um, ether of of what we're supposed to be tracking yeah <laughs> but, yeah but he did but she was brought up man I. I don't know why. I, so, so in this little scene, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this little scene. I actually noted, like, I was like, I like their interaction, and everything. But two things I missed. I missed that they were at that point. I missed they were in Seattle, um, which oh, makes I think w- so. Huh? They're, uh, well, they had to be because they're they get they're, to the yeah, airport yeah, and they're, they're flying back to JFK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but the thing is, like, I missed the them saying Seattle. So, so I didn't know that they're. Oh no, no, no. Was, sorry, that no, wasn't Seattle. St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis. Okay, okay. That might. 
right, that makes a little bit, but but still, it's still a longer flight than I sort of went into the episode uh, uh, thinking. Um, mm-hmm. But so so them saying St. Louis makes things later make a little bit more sense to me. But I missed the the part about his her, her sister. And have we heard anything at this point about her sister, or will it come later? Uh. Uh, no, I, I feel like we have heard something, and I felt bad because I like we, we keep saying, "Oh, we'll track this." Yeah, and I was felt like I was supposed to track um, the sister and okay. and how many references or things like that, and so I feel like she was brought up before, but I don't I don't really remember how much and what what kind of capacity. So okay, okay, I, I yeah. liked, but I liked uh, overall. I liked this little scene. I liked their dialogue. I liked. I like how friendly they are here. Like you know, mm-hmm. we always see yeah. Jerry and Elaine. We we know they're all friends, but as much as we love zany, you know, adventures and and stuff like that, it's also fun to see their their chemistry and how they just interact on normal little interactions. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. They're yeah, exactly. They're just they acted like perfect friends right here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. And uh, Jerry also lets us know that you know. He's got uh, everything worked out. George is going to go pick them up from the airport. So that's good. Everything's set. Uh, Jerry and Elaine, they're running a little bit late to the airport uh, because, you know, he's timed out everything perfectly, he says. And, uh, of course, they have some uh, issues with dropping off the rental car and getting the, you know, the shuttle <laughs> to the thing. Guy. That, <laughs> that, that bus driver, he just looks yeah, at yeah, the yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny them kind of running after him, um, you know, just in their frantic nature <laughs> yeah uh yeah so they get to uh the airport and uh so apparently they they're they're fl- they didn't miss their flight but their flight got canceled so they had to take this other flight but it's going to LaGuardia as opposed to JFK um both obviously in New York and there's only two spots left oh wait wait and- are we are we skipping over any of the baggage claim stuff uh the oh I, I you know what I did skip over the baggage claim stuff but if you want to bring up the baggage claim go for it Corey yeah I, I, I didn't find well it is important to one aspect the whole kind of end of the episode yeah so so Jerry and Elaine are kind of having this argument of how much to tip the the baggage guy who's going to put their baggage it's that pre-check thing I I never use it the the curb check your bags at the curb essentially I never use it um uh, I do every now and then huh I do every now and then if I'm in a rush well then how much do you tip uh do you tip the guy or the gal um, I, I don't know. I usually, it's like maybe two bucks a bag. I usually do like a $5 tip or maybe yeah. 10 at the max. Yeah. Well, he was saying that he, he gets five a bag and, uh, yeah, that's, that is too much. <laughs> that's a lot, especially 1993 money, uh, yeah. 15 bucks. That's, I would say that's close to like essentially almost like 35, you know, uh, dollars around there or something, um, or 30 yeah. bucks, uh, now with inflation. But, uh, so that's, that's pretty expensive, but <laughs> I this this starts off. I'm, you know, how we're normally annoyed by a, by George in these episodes. Sometimes this starts yes. off sort of my annoyance with Elaine, and you know she. <laughs> so she. So this guy has your bags, and you know she basically starts saying, you know what, you're you're ripping us off. We're you know we're good. You know the whole spiel about what she's saying, and like you should be ashamed of yourself. And as her and Jerry are walking away, he's like, all right, two to Laguardia and one to Honolulu. And you yeah. know what, Elaine, you fucking got what you deserved with that <laughs> one. Just. Shut the fuck up sometimes. That's all. You know, like just yeah. shut the fuck up. Like Woo. like I hate You're, you you are that. really harsh on her right Dude, now. I fucking hate that kind of shit. It's like, yeah, you lost, it's okay, you know, like just but suck it up. Like like he's gonna fuck you back because I've been in the positions that he was in. And mm-hmm. guess what? It's a shitty job to begin with, and you don't want to fucking hear like bullshit from some people. So yeah, if I get if I get some kind of bullshit like that, that's fucking going to Honolulu. Yeah. Your fucking luggage is going to Honolulu. I don't know, man. I, I've I've worked some shitty jobs before, and it's yeah. like just shut the fuck up, Elaine. Ah, piss me off, really, dude. Okay, I can I can tell. Holy crap! Uh, all right, let's just let's just transition from there. Let's move on from there. Uh, Jerry and Elaine. Uh, you know, they, they're play, as I mentioned, their plane is canceled. Um, and there's only two tickets left, but it's to a flight that's going to LaGuardia. Uh, one's in coach and one is in first class and Jerry so graciously takes the first class. It's a good little car. Like you've never flown first class. You don't know how, how much, how much you're missing. And so, you know, it'll ruin it for basically, you know, it'll ruin it for you if you do that. Now, granted at the same time. 
Yeah, he could have been a gentleman, but the only reason Elaine is on this flight, he gave her a free flight yeah. to St. Louis anyway. So it's like, I, they're, if they're equal planes as friends and you take out the, the she's a female part of, out of the equation, 100% he deserves the first class over she does because the, she, she got a fully free flight to St. Louis. And just for Jerry's logic, he he no, knows that logic's what he'll bullshit. be missing. <laughs> That's bullshit logic. It's crap, okay. crap okay. logic. Because you know I he know, could have graced but, her with that. But yeah, no, I I I, I know. But I agree with you. Um, if 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 they were dating or something, obviously, I think that Jerry would have been a gentleman and, and given mm-hmm. it to her if they were dating. But they are not dating. They are one hundred percent platonic. Moving forward, there is no sexualness moving forward at all. So you. You know what, Jerry, and especially with her poor behavior just five minutes <laughs> yeah. prior uh, in, in their timeline. Um, yes, Jerry, I, I'm with you on that one, buddy. Yeah. And so here we're going to get just a bunch of cutbacks to the differences between first class and coach. Um, and right away, we kind of see how Elaine is kind of crammed in into the middle on this one spot. Um, and George, or Jerry has so much room and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and he also gets to sit next to this very attractive female as well. Um, I do want to say, fuck that guy who was sitting next to Elaine mm. when he was getting into his seat, he threw his bag on top of her as if it's her job to hold his bag. Fuck that dude. I would have been pissed. You know, he didn't, he didn't ask her politely. Um, he could have put that shit under his chair and said he just stacked it on top of himself. But at first he threw it onto her lap and then he moved it on himself later. No, no, that angers the hell out of me. She should have taken that bag and she should have chucked it across the plane. Yeah, that's my and, opinion. It almost seems like that would be a, what something Elaine would do later down yeah. the road. You know, she would probably fight back a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. That guy is a disgusting piece of shit. Um, but I do want to call out real quick uh, the airplane attendant, uh, the the male one, not the female mm-hmm. one in first class, but the male one is uh, Jim Bullock, who I know from Too Close for Comfort, an '80s sitcom with uh, Ted Knight. You know, from Caddyshack, where uh, basically Ted Knight played this. Uh, comic book or comic strip artist about this like flying cow and he, he drew the comic with the cow in his hand but Ted Knight is the the white-haired guy from Caddyshack that we all uh, know and love um, but uh, uh, Jim Bullock played uh, Monroe who lived uh, in kind of like the attic but it was yeah it was more like he was a finished yeah. attic he was like it was a he was renting the the room essentially if I know my our audience as well as I think I do. I think they probably recognize him most from Spaceballs. Yeah. Where he played Prince Valium. Yeah. I, I was that just guy. gonna I was just gonna get to that, but <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I cut know, you, I, I stole it. Yeah, no, I, I, I loved him in that too. But honestly, I, I was a big too close for comfort fan growing up as a kid. And and I, I'm I've only never I've that never heard that phrase, big too com- close for comfort fan. Was that I, I didn't know I, I said I've never heard that phrase, I'm a big too yeah. close for comfort <laughs> fan ever. <laughs> That's because no one's ever said it. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but seeing him here, I was like, Oh fuck, too close for comfort, Monroe, you mm-hmm. know? But I will say this, overall I felt like he was underutilized. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that, um, especially knowing just how much comical stuff that he's been in. Yeah, you would expect him to be have a bigger part. But. I mean, at at that point, I mean, he was like a main character on Too Close for Comfort, like by yeah. that point. So yeah, that's like a, we're only five years after the yeah. End of that, you think so. he would? You would think he would have had a, maybe a more high profile role. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Uh, George and Kramer are on their way to JFK that we're seeing simultaneously. Um, Kramer is driving. George has got the, everything mapped out. And Kramer, though, goes a different way. He wanted to take the bypass or whatever. And no, you, George had to, you know, you got to go the JFK to whatever to the Van Wick. I love every time they talk about the Van Wick. I just, that one <laughs> sticks out. For sure. Yeah. And I, I love how both of the story, because this, this, this episode is essentially two different stories running parallel. And mm-hmm. I love how they both start out pretty much like structurally exactly the same and mm-hmm. so it's almost like a comedic rule of of you know repetition except now it's going to start deviating i mean it starts with a smidge of a repetition but right away the george and kramer uh, uh storyline starts deviating immediately yeah i mean 
because at first, you know, they want to shop at the duty-free shop. <laughs> <laughs> they want to stop at the duty-free shop or whatever. Yeah, they just, I don't know. They're cute. Yeah, they uh, are I cute. Do, I like, they're cute together. Yeah, this, so. this actually, this episode made me want to see more Kramer and George stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which totally makes sense. You know, I mean, George and Jerry are good, um, you know, characters together because Jerry's usually so calm and whatnot. But there's a lot of times that Kramer is even more calm and more just laissez-faire with everything and George is is way less laissez-faire with everything so like they are almost exact opposites where Jerry's not always that kind of opposite thing so it is kind of they they do make a really funny comedic team they do yeah I, I, we don't see it that much but they they really mm-hmm. do yep uh back on the plane you know Jerry he's chatting up with that sexy model you know she was uh you know in this magazine and he's just oh he's got he's got it lucky right now what a great place in the plane for him um and elaine is in this middle seat stuck but you know she's she's talking about how she's got a p she knows a p is building up um that's kind of it and she's just kind of stuck right now yeah uh we get a lot of cutbacks we got i'm not and i'm gonna have to talk a lot of scene you know we have we've had more other episodes like the trains episode um you know or the the subway episode or um other ones where you get just a lot of quick short scenes um and uh, I will say in this one, I don't know. It doesn't bother me all that much. No, where no. Other, I've had other episodes where it does bother me. Yeah. It doesn't right here. Yeah. No, so. I, 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 you know, obviously we can talk about it at, at the end or whatever, but I, I kind of felt the same way. Um, you know, it's it was hard to track because I'm just constantly drawing lines through the paper, like with the with the scene breaks and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And and sometimes there's like no notes. I just draw another line for the next scene so I can kind of keep track yeah. of it. Um, and sometimes I do have problems with, those episodes enjoying them but man this one it's every yeah this one's fun this one's a lot of fun but kind of hard to track and and if you do move forward i will i I might have to jump back and be like hey i noticed this you know but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to keep up as best i can and that's acceptable because yeah yeah, they're just they are so fast yeah this one is tough all right uh george and kramer get to jfk they find out that the flight was canceled uh kramer but but uh kramer then sees this guy that he he feels like he recognizes he can't quite put his finger on it right now um george then goes to uh you know a little convenient shop um at the place and he grabs the time magazine we get a a classic scene here where this prisoner dude um was trying to get the the time magazine but but George grabbed it first and, uh, you know, the guy was all pissed off and he's like, oh, if I weren't in these shackles and George kind of rebuttals, ah, but you are Blanche, you are in these shackles. And, and did so. you look up what that's from? I did. I did. Yep. I had to look it up. It's apparently a reference to a movie called whatever happened to baby Jane, mm-hmm. um, where baby Jane Hudson delivers a similar line to a wheelchair bound Blanche Hudson. Yep. So, yep. And that's it's, what it says. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but you are Blanche, you are in that chair and yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's a famous movie with, uh, two very famous, you know, actresses I, right now off the top of my head, but yes. Um, and I, and I, cause I was like, why does this, I was like, clearly they're making a reference and I was like, okay, that's cool. I liked it. Um, and I just, I love that scene as a whole. And that's, and this is perfect example of cocky George eventually getting mm-hmm. his, his comeuppance. Yeah, uh, and it was Betty Crawford and Joan, or sorry, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Yeah, there you go. The, there you go. There we go. <laughs> sorry, I had to look that up real quick. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, Kramer sees the guy again at that shop, just kind of reinforcing, like, man, who the hell is this dude? I've seen him before, and he's kind of looking at Kramer, kind of weird too. Um, then we cut to the plane, and Elaine, she has to wake up that asshole next to her to go to the bathroom. Um, just wake him up. Just fucking wake yeah, him up. Yeah, I know. I, I, I didn't get that whole struggle that she was having. Uh, just wake uh, him uh, up. Well, that's because you're an asshole yourself. Sure. Um, I get this. As someone who I don't like to disturb people and I go out of my way not to disturb people, I don't like having to – if I'm in the middle or on the or in the fucking window, I try to hold it and not go to the bathroom as long as I can because I don't – I. I don't like to bother other people just to go pee. And so um, I, you know, I, I'm not a big – I can hold it. I've got a good bladder. And so I like the window seat because I can go an entire flight without yeah. having to pee and no big deal. Um, but I know other people that need it. And so I, I, I get it. I don't like bothering people. Well, so well, I, I wouldn't want to do it either. Well, okay. But let me ask you this. If he was as much of a fucking piece of shit 
as he was, like, would you still not have a problem? Because that guy was a fucking asshole. So, yeah. like, like, for this part no. of the joke to work, then maybe they should have made him a nice guy, you know? No, I disagree. Okay. okay. Um, because not everyone's as confrontational as apparently you are and you want to think. <laughs> like, the thing is, I can be confrontational when I want to be or when I have had some alcohol. Yeah. Um, but normally I don't typically get that confrontational. And Elaine, I would say this part in her, her character, she's not as confrontational as she is later. I think she totally would have treated it. I mean, actually, even later in the episode, she gets more confrontational. Yeah, as, as things, yeah. As like, things progress. Cause, yeah. Cause but, I, but, yeah. I always yeah. think of Elaine as the lady who stabs that guy in the forehead with a, a fork, you know? <laughs> like, Elaine will put up with, with no shit. And the funny thing is, knowing the two of us, I am actually a lot less confrontational than you are but i find it yeah. funny the things that i will take a stance on whereas you will be a little bit more passive on oh, <laughs> you know so there there are certain things i just i i do not like to do now i would say when i grew up um i hated calling for a pizza mm. or calling for food now i don't give a fuck about that guy that doesn't bother me i mean yeah. you grow out you grow out of that stuff you know you're a little bit shy maybe at, when you're younger um but to this day i hate haggling yeah i cannot haggle i can't stand it 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 honestly pisses me off so much and i don't like having that kind of confrontation because i like to just be done with something and move on with my life yeah like when i come up like with all of like my work stuff or anything i try to figure it out um which i would say (laughs) in another side tangent to my tangent that uh that causes some issues with not with issues with my marriage but you know when my wife has a problem, I want to fix it because yeah. I want to fix the problem. I want to move on. And she's like, just shut up. Adam. I just want to complain. And yeah. I'm like, well, why the fuck would you complain and why you can just fix it? And so we had a, a little thing just the other day where we had a, you know, a yearly rate on our internet that apparently missed out. And so our internet went up, you know, like the promotion was done. And I remember when I set up the, and I didn't have any problems setting it up, but when it comes to haggling of like, oh, where's my promotional rate? I just am like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm just, you know, I'll just pay this. And if I don't think it's worth it, then I'll just switch or whatever. I'll just do that. Because um, if I don't think something, if I don't want to pay it, then I'll just walk out and that'll be that. And if someone's like, no, 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 we can do lower. Then I'll just be like, fuck you. You lost my business. Um, I move on. Yeah. Keisha is, my wife, my wife is much better at that. She doesn't like it either. But she had to be the person to call the uh, internet company and be like, hey, we want that other rate. And you have to do the whole, oh, we're going to cancel or oh, you got to kind of, you know, you have to push them because she knows if I would call them and the first time the guy said, oh, I'm sorry, we can't, you can't uh, beat that rate right now. Unless you like say the words, all right, then I'm going to leave you. Then he's like, oh, I'll switch you to our loyalty division or whatnot. I would probably just be like, Okay, you tried your best. It's all right. I'll, I'm, I'll just accept <laughs> <Yeah>. the rate. Because <laughs> I, I just I assume people aren't lying. I dude, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. exactly the same because way. Because I, I just I, yeah, I can't I cannot fucking deal I, with that angle, man. I don't want I don't want to talk to you, guy. I don't want to. And my and, and the thing is, we, and I know we've had this discussion because I've said it. Like my dad yeah. was a used car salesman, so he fucking loves this shit. Oh, um, those, I I cannot understand I, those people. Oh God, I hate it. So. I am completely with you. Uh, my wife is is the little pit bull. She will take yeah. care of all of that stuff. And uh, I'm just – I'm becoming even worse with, like, finances now Now that I'm married. I'm just like, nope, I don't know yeah. anything about money. Not my, my See, area. I am the uh, artist. I am the creator here, not not the finance guy. So. It's so funny. You and I are, like – we're not, like, small guys. We're, we're big enough dudes. Like, we could be imposing if we needed if to be. If we need to, yeah. But we both have very just, like, cute – like you know, not not tiny. Why? But they're they're yeah. they are cute, just awesome women. And then they're the ones who have to be, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the people. Yeah, they're the ones and we're just like, eh, we'll back off. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. We we get we get passive about that kind of stuff. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, that's what a that's what a great uh, relationship is. You complement each yeah. other's abilities. Hey, uh, I, my wife does love the fact that I keep that keep the house very very clean. I'm good at that. There you go. There you go. I bring something to the table. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that is helpful. That is very helpful. Uh, All right. Uh, Jerry, obviously, is still doing very well with his model, just um, just talking with her in comparison to all the struggles Elaine has to do with. But um, so she goes to the bathroom. And do you know who walks out and who is the shitty smelling guy who stunk it up for her? I do. But tell us. Larry Charles. Yay. The great writer and producer of this show yeah as well. or he's um, a producer yeah or he's it, a producer on the episode 
And yeah, he, he wrote this episode too. Um, yeah. he, he did, he writes a lot of the, the funky ones, the limousine mm. and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, on a behind the scenes, you know, the making of, of this one, you know how they have that on YouTube. Um, he does talk about the fact that, uh, everyone for a while knew him as the stinky guy from the, from the, <laughs> you know, this episode. <laughs> cause he didn't, you know, he's like, you never know what people are going to just latch on to. I mean, cause he was the guy in the, the parking garage that didn't help Elaine with her, with her, you know, uh, fish. But, uh, yeah. he's like, no one caught me on that one but now everyone's like oh you smell up the bathroom he's like oh great well, he's like he looked exactly the same you know he wore yeah. his like glasses and he wore all that kind of he looked yeah like very larry charles with that big beard and all yep. that kind of stuff but yep all right um in the car kramer eventually re- realizes who that guy was that he was seeing in the around the jfk airport it was gross farb some dude that uh, <laughs> owes him money great name i don't know they come up with <laughs> yeah, names yeah uh, but some dude that uh, he used to live with who he ended up lending like 250 bucks or whatever it was um to him and he never got paid back 20 uh, years prior to, to when he first moved yeah. to, uh, to new york so 20 years prior to 1993 250 bucks i mean I, someone can do the math but i'm pushing that it's close to a grand basically no i mean so, yeah, so that's 197 that's 1973 yeah are you saying to a grand to today's standards or to yeah. 1992 standards oh yeah yeah okay that nope good point good point yeah you're right yeah yeah so yeah i don't i, I can't do the math i don't i don't be... think inflation goes has gone yeah, yeah. that now granted inflation is a fucking joke no i'm um, to what it was i'm thinking about what it would be now essentially yeah. in 2020 you're right yeah but, but I, might, he, I might agree with that yeah, yeah i'd agree with that but 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 uh, 250 now. bucks tw- like that's still probably in 93 like it's still probably like 500 bucks around mm-hmm. that time with inflation so yeah, yeah it's, I, it's not I'll small that. potatoes um, yep. And real quick, the guy who plays that guy, uh, I looked him up on IMDb, a, a gazillion that guy credits. Uh, there's mm. a lot of people in this episode, the, the serial killer guy that's on the cover in Time Magazine, mm-hmm. just a gazillion that guys, you know, yeah. one episode of X-Files, one episode of NYPD Blue, you know, just all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Um, all right, so... We see uh, back on the plane. We see more differences between first and coach. Oh, just kind of oh, going to the bathrooms. This, this is actually where the stinky man comes into play. We actually had a, that kind of that car scene where Kramer realizes Gross Farb in between seeing Larry Charles. Um, so I'm a little off on that, but no big deal. And Jerry talks about how wonderful smelling that bathroom was and all the room it had. I will say, did it bother you how he pronounced? He called it. Did I smell lilac? Yeah, I did. it's lilac. Yeah, Lil- It's it's kind of like how you say mames yeah. instead of meme, <laughs> and it just bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> or or gif instead of gif. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> all that shit. It's it's gif. It's meme. It's lilac. Not not lilac. Um, you but you anyway. tell them, buddy. You tell them. I, you tell me. You tell everybody. Stick to my guns on these things. Um, but apparently, also they find out that the plane is being rerouted back to JFK as opposed to LaGuardia, just kind of over the uh, intercom. Um, Again, we see some more differences between the food services, just the fantastic food that Elaine or that uh, Jerry and the model are getting. They have these great like dessert or not dessert yet, but like they just have like fantastic meals or awesome. Elaine kind of gets trapped behind the attendant and then has to go over there. Um, And we see one, we see that guy, uh, the uh, the asshole guy who's next to her, like those plates that he had on that food, he had like a whole fucking like four course meal on there. Yeah. Like the shit that you get now is like an awful looking like lean cuisine that is gr- just gross. Shit, bro. I I fly Southwest, man, so I I don't get nothing. Um, I always, yeah. you know, my wife and I, we always just buy a sandwich mm. at the at the airport and then just yeah. bring it on the plane with us, man. Uh, yeah, back when uh <laughs> back when you actually got a meal for flying. Yeah, I know. If you're if you're flying like within the states, you pretty much don't get a meal anymore. Yeah, and no. that's just that. So um, we also see just Kramer. He's just he's obsessed with uh, confronting this gross bard, and uh, he kind of comes up with this plan. You know, he finds. I guess this was during the time where you can just find out how who is on a flight and just call up the airport or air, the airline and just like, oh, oh, uh, my buddy Gross Bard is on a plane. Uh, which what flight is he in and shit like that where they would give that kind of information a lot easier than they do now um, but so Kramer wants to get on board and so he kind of says he's going to buy a 
buy a ticket and then refund it later. Uh, and George kind of like, oh, he, he sees like that scheming. Let me get some free credit card points. He says, oh, go ahead and buy two tickets and let's go. Uh, let's let's scam them and then we can refund them later. Which granted, if you know anything about credit card points, you don't get the points immediately. Just when you purchase, you get the the credits or you get the points. Honestly, when you pay off the credit card is when you like, really are getting those points. At least that's that's how it works now. I assume it's the same as yeah. it was then. Yeah, I mean, so. my only note is George is a moron for for going yeah. along with Kramer. He 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 should know better by now. Yeah, um, Elaine eventually gets back to her back to her seat, and she has to get the kosher meal. Um, you know, which. Uh, we, uh, she doesn't even know what that is, but to kind of explain a bit about, or not to explain the kosher meal, but to call it out, we get a, uh, we, a Larry David voice. That's right. So. We got Larry David. <laughs> I caught that one. Uh, I, yeah. I missed it uh, before, uh, I think on a previous episode, but I caught it this time and I was like, hey, Larry David, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, if anybody is c- curious what kosher means, it's basically, they, they kind of have this whole kind of like humorous thing of like, you know, what is it or anything like that? Um, it's I mean, it's it's specifically has to satisfy the requirements of Jewish law of, of to fitting kosher. Now, I do not know all about it. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I know what everything means to be kosher, but I believe it's you know, you have to do certain things on certain um you have to keep things separate when you're preparing the food in certain ways yeah. and things like that. So you can't have like your meats touching your other stuff or certain meats. I I, I really don't want to pretend like I know what it is, yeah. but um, it, it's really, it's not that big of a deal. Like asking for a kosher meal is just asking for like a, not saying a regular meal. Cause there are certain things that, that, uh, that sec, the, those, some of those Jewish people who follow kosher don't eat like shellfish, like pork, right. like, et cetera, but, et cetera. But she'll, she'll still get sustenance. She would still yeah, you'll get, like, and, and yeah, she can eat like chicken and fish and plenty of other stuff. So it's like, it's not like it's a, a weird meal. Yeah. It just means it, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's fine. Okay. So you had like a chicken dinner. Yeah. No big fucking deal. Yeah, and, and she she's treating it like it's you know monkey brain like, soup like, or something. You know, like yeah, it's, it's like like, like it's vegetable lasagna. Yeah, like it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's treating it like it's a yeah. I, I would have eaten the fuck out of it. But like, great, yeah. give me the kosher meal. I'll eat the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, we cut back to Jerry and we see him and the model enjoying this wonderful dessert in these big fantastic glasses and things like that. Uh, Kramer and George. They they get on to their flight uh, that they're trying to confront Gross Bar Gross Bard Gross Gross Farb with Gross Farb, sorry yeah yeah but Kramer in his idiocy which of course was going to happen he got the super savers which are non refundable tickets so George's scheme backfires on him good <laughs> I'm okay with that yes um, Kramer confronts Go- Gross Farb I love that he kind of slicks his hair back a little bit he's like he's trying to like you know, bring his chin up and just like, Hey, do you remember me? Do you remember <laughs> like from 20 years ago? Um, and he just, just he's being confrontational. And he gets he, him obviously then he just like, starts accosting the guy. And yeah, exactly. Like, Give me he the money and steal gr- his money. Yeah. Gross Farb's like, what's happening? Like he doesn't know. Like it's, and it's funny because they've built up the whole like gross Farb looking at him and he's looking like, so you know that gross Farb's having the same thing, but I don't think he's yeah. come to, I don't think gross Farb's come to the, <laughs> the same conclusion mm. that Kramer See, has was, come to. I was curious about that because like at this spot, I kind of thought that Grossfarb knew who Kramer was just because he kept looking at him that way. Um, but he is very confused yeah. at, right at this moment. And so maybe, yeah, so maybe he just hasn't fully realized. I, I, I think it's one of those things where him and his wife are going to be talking about it that night, you know, in bed. And he's going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, that was Cosmo Kramer that I lived with. Yeah. I mean, 20 years ago, dude, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't recognize somebody that I lived with from, you know, from my <laughs> 20s. Like, unless they just come up and say, hey, I am Cosmo Kramer. And you're like, oh, how shit. many people, how many people did you live with? Man, I've, I, I've, I would recognize all the all the people I've lived with. I actually I'm pretty much still friends with almost yeah. almost all of them. So I've had a life, yeah. man. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm the Kramer of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For you know, you liked you wish you were the Jerry. Though. I you would, like yeah, to pretend. No, no, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not. <laughs> uh, I'm right, the Lloyd so. Braun of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh God, <laughs> you're gonna, you so you seem so in in, good, in control now, but then yep. yeah, just just you wait, so baby. Just you yep. wait. All right, so uh, George goes to the bathroom on the plane, and who is in there? Who steps out? Uh, it's the pa- it's the uh, 
the, not the passenger, the prisoner. Yeah, the prisoner. The prisoner. We, we don't ever get any backstory on not him really. or, or whatever. And <laughs> I love how George, he just sucks him right into the bathroom and, you know, bad yeah. things are going to happen. And <laughs> when I when I was younger, I didn't notice it until until I just watched it now. But um, I always was like, where's the cops? And you see that they actually the cop is talking to or sort of flirting with oh, the, uh, the, okay. the attendant behind George. And it kind of happens so quickly that, that – Thank you because I didn't notice that either. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way the cops aren't watching him because the second he comes out, like they would grab him and put him to his seat and stuff. It, okay. It's, so, not, just... it's not like the best blocked shot so that you can see it. But, yeah, I think he's supposed to be sure. hitting on the flight attendant so he doesn't yeah. see what happens. I, I approve it as long as it's in there. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, all right. On the flight, Elaine tries to sneak into first class. This is, a, I think, a, just a great little scene here mm-hmm. where she tries to go in, go into this one spot. Um, and obviously she gets called out. She kind of steps on this one lady going across <laughs> to her seat. Now, my, I guess, well, I was going to say, wait a minute. The gate attendant said there's only two seats left. How did one of them get open for Elaine to, to sit in? Now, granted, I actually, at this point, I rewound uh, well, you don't rewind. I guess you scroll back. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. And I checked previous scenes, and that seat was open in previous mm. scenes as well. So I'm like, well, then you know, the why would why would they only say that they had two seats open with one? And now at the same time, just realizing now, I mean, I mean, at, at one point maybe you could say just the person didn't come, and that's fine. Yeah, and, say, and the lady was, didn't know at that point. Yeah, maybe it was booked and, and they didn't show. Yeah, but I'd say probably more likely, you know, they flew coach out, and so they're not going to get they're not going to upgrade them both to first class. You know, they're going to just give one of them coach and the other first class just because it's like, eh, flights do that. They don't they don't you know always give you the most. But it, it also it's the nineties. You know, the lady might not have. The other person might not have come in yet and and things like that. So no big deal. I was trying to call out a continuity error, but really it's not that big of a deal. It's just me me trying to find something. <laughs> so Hey man, there's nothing nothing wrong with that, buddy. I, I love it. Yeah. I love when you know we, what I, I mean. I like to do a gotcha a gotcha moment yeah. is great. No, me too. I mean, me too. I like them too, and it, it never detracts from from how much I like the yeah. show. But I think they're fun. I like I like looking for that kind of stuff because, like, like I said, dude, I <laughs> it's become a, a sort of obsession for me. Is I mm-hmm. like to watch the background actors um, and seeing what their reaction is and what they do, um, and and like like when Elaine uh, <laughs> falls out of her chair to try to uh, get back to the bathroom and she this one guy mm-hmm. tisks at her and she's like tis, 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 and she ticks back <laughs> at him you know i love that kind of stuff but i do love yep. watching what background actors do during a scene to kind of react to what's going on mm-hmm. yeah so i appreciate dope. it hey everybody Corey here i just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean? Uh, This isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey, everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. However you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.
Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your proton pack and your ecto cooler and maybe some McNugget bugs. And now back to the show. Um, as they land, uh, Kramer, you know, had to escape the plane <laughs> that he was on because he was accosting yeah. Grossfarb. Yeah. And I and love how Kramer runs when he runs away oh, from yeah. that, that guy. <laughs> His crazy, lanky, weird, just run. Jerry, like, looks out the side of the plane and sees him, and it's just all a little bit surreal, but it's it's awesome. Yeah, um, uh, appara- the bag- apparently they uh, they did that shot um, by uh, – they, they basically held up uh, that a little bit of a frame of a window in front uh, of the camera uh-huh. and drove next to it, like, on a truck, and he just had yeah. to run next to the truck with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, at baggage claim, Elaine doesn't have her bag. Where the hell is it? We get a nice little quick cut to Hawaiian music and a lay on top of her, uh, her bag. And so it actually got sent to Hawaii instead because she was not being too nice. Kramer then just awesomely kind of slides down the baggage slide. (laughs) Just ridiculousness. Um, and, and if that looked painful to you, it's because it was, it was, uh, the first take. He didn't rehearse it. He didn't try it. And he... Burned his butt on the uh, oh, on the slide. Oh, down. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, George. We kind of cut to George on the plane heading to wherever, and he just kind of screams silently because we're on the outside of the plane, yeah. which I think is a great little um, just a artistic or comedic uh, choice. Yes, and um, and then we cut to a stand up on plane bathrooms. <laughs> Right? I, who would have thought that? You know, but I, but I actually kind of like what he says. Um, I have to admit, I like flying. I like all those. I, I like those little bath, bathrooms that they have on the plane. It's kind of like a small apartment of your own. You go in, close the door, the light comes right on. It's like a little surprise party every time you go in there. It's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Uh, he's like, uh, the worst way of flying is standby. It never works. That's why they call it standby. You end up standing there going by. And it's like, okay, that's clever. Um, so I, I was on the plane where the uh, and then he kind of s- switches into another segues. Um, so I was on the plane where the flight attendant, uh, it was her first day on the job, and they didn't have a uniform for her. And that really makes a big difference. I mean, here's just a regular person going, would you bring your, your seat back up? You know, like, he's like, who the hell are you? He's like, well, she's like, well, I'm the flight attendant. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm the pilot. Why don't you sit down? I'm about to bring her in. Ah, man, another, like, mm-hmm. another one that, like, it was like a three-tier one, and it just, it goes down every single sort of tier, and we, sadly, I see Jerry do that a lot on this show, and it just, I don't know, it, it kind of stinks, so, again, not another, not a, not a great stand-up uh, to end it with, but not the worst ever by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Before we get into final thoughts, I do want to throw this out there. Uh, in, in the, the behind the scenes, one of this episode, Jerry Seinfeld, the actor, uh, talked about how this is kind of the establishing, this is when they really started leaning hard where Jerry's going to start winning. Like, like, and he's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he's like normal comedy rules would dictate, you know, you look at Laurel and Hardy, you look at any classic comedy, they would dictate that Jerry would get screwed at the end of this episode because, you know, Elaine was the one that had the hard time and everything. But he was like, this is where we, we essentially establish that yeah, Jerry's gonna kind of come out okay, mm-hmm. and which of course will lead to the whole even Steven thing. You know, everything yeah. sort of works out for him. But this is one of the things that I love the most about Seinfeld is how Jerry just that just that whole you know you you, you can see the gif of him like sipping you know going ah, I'll be just fine you know type of thing. Mm-hmm. I love the ah, I'll be just fine. I love that shit yep. about Jerry, and and uh, it was fun to hear that it kind of kind of starts with this. Um, 
Um, another thing that we kind of uh, sort of glossed over, just because it was such a, a beefy and sort of bouncy episode, mm-hmm. I did love the part where at the beginning where Jerry was talking about run like a man, <laughs> lift those knees oh, yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then we see it Kramer and around. George, and, yeah. and Kramer's telling George to run like a man and pick your knees up, and then let, you know George is doing the same thing. It was just a great, great uh, uh, parallel uh, writing yeah. and everything. Um, but I, I'll just keep going. You, you did the, yeah, you did yeah. your your idea on the, or your rating on the last one. I'll go with this one. Um, boy, oh boy, was this episode fun. Um, and you know, knowing that, like, and we talked to, to to Larry Charles, and he mentions, you know, this this episode when he mentions the limousine, and I'm like, oh man, you've like you've improved so much since the limousine, mm-hmm. you know, because they actually gave everyone something to do, and it was something to do that was important to the story. And yeah. you know, I've talked plenty of times before, like, I don't like it when they're in when they're not in our familiar locations. I don't like it when they're not all together. But this is the exception to that rule this is when when you're not going to do those familiar areas this is the kind of writing the kind of like fast-paced like back and forth action cutting jokes kind of rely on you know one scene going into another and uh and and i just i i thought it was so much fun it was so high energy so tightly written um the stand-up wasn't that great to be truthful Mm -hmm. with you. And that does bring it down a notch for me. And maybe if I had not seen the contest right prior to this, I might've given this maybe a little bit of a higher rating, but as it stands, because I have it right next to the the contest, which is almost damn near perfection. um, I just, I got to give this one because it's not quite as perfect. I got to give this one uh, four kosher dinners out of five. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I thought this was a damn funny episode similar with you. Um, you know, yeah, we don't get the apartment. We don't get monks, but didn't bother me. The pacing worked really well. The quick scene changes worked really well. Didn't bother me when it, like it usually does. I felt this episode played out very much like a classic Seinfeld stand-up bit. Like just the, the cutting in between Elaine and Jerry and, and their dichotomy – um, that, that part particularly is a Jerry standup. The, the George and Kramer was a, its own separate thing, but it worked really well in tandem with it. Um, I was very pleased with this episode. It's not perfect. The standup, yeah, you're right. Is, 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 you know, not to say weak, but not great. Really definitely not great. Um, and it's funny enough. I also gave this four out of five kosher meals. So <laughs> it's funny on our last two episodes, we didn't have the same rating each time, but we had the same little tag <laughs> yeah. on each one of those. We, we got to get a little bit uh, more unique, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, dude, it was it was a, such a fun, fun episode, man. And and honestly, you guys know by now, you know, we're, we're 11 episodes into the season. It's been a roller coaster. So having just two fantastic episodes back to back and of course having them be like like we watched them both in the same day we recorded yeah. we, you know we recorded it, episode this one and we recorded right, the uh, contest right before this, it. yeah yeah well right before this one the the virgin and um the opera you liked them i think better than i did but i gave them in the twos yeah both of them yeah and then these ones a four and a five for, for the last two so maybe the back half of the season will be more consistently good I'm hoping that too. I'm hoping yeah. that exact same thing. And and it's kind of like it would make sense to me because everyone sort of like, you know, has very high uh, uh, regard for this season. And if it is the back half, that's that's kind of the the real gem. That makes sense because it's always the end that you're always sort of left with, you know, that those are the feelings that you have. Um, but yeah. but yeah, so oh, yeah. far, so far, these two episodes, this was a great, a great little recording session for us. Now, you, you guys are clearly hearing these episodes a week apart. But for us, mm-hmm. this was a great recording session. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm expecting um, really strong episodes as we come out. Um, we've got the pick next. Yeah, I was, I was I was going to say that, um, uh, yeah. and that's I have not seen the pick in a while, but I'm just going in remembering it. I have very fond memories of the yep. pick, so I am hoping that that one is exactly. is going to be good. Yeah. We got Junior Mint. Mm. Um, and then this season ends with the pilot, which I, I'm so excited about that two part episode. Like that, I I mean that one is 
is gonna be a, I think I think it's gonna be a good one yeah yeah no I know at this point we we hope so we ever since I think it, I can't remember what the episode was but it was like a few episodes ago uh you, bubble boy I think it was you were excited about the next oh, one yeah. and then boy was that that next one a dud and we were you and yeah. I were both shocked by that so um yeah man I'm I'm excited for the pick um I, I'm right now I have a, a fantastic you know taste in my mouth for Seinfeld I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited uh, to to record in, in two more weeks which which what we normally do essentially mm-hmm. so um i'm excited man super excited yeah well are you excited enough to tell us all about the different things you are in this podcasting world <laughs> i i am excited to tell you about all the things that i am in this podcasting world um so you can listen to me and our friend tess every week on the ongoing comic book discussion podcast where we talk about comic books clearly uh we've had adam on there talking about deadpool we've had john on there we've had our buddies uh tim and dean from talking back and uh i have not had zach on there yet or uh, uh Brent and Eric from Friday Five. So I got to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of our pal Zach, you can hear me on uh, Podcasting After Dark. And by the time this episode is released, we will have already probably released uh, maybe our stuff episodes. That could be coming mm. following, following week or not. But we do movies like, you know, The Stuff. We do movies like Night of the Comet. Uh, but it's not all horror, 80s horror. We also do like The Adventures of Ford Fairlane with uh, Andrew Dice Clay. And uh, it's, it's basically basically a cult movie podcast and we specifically uh, uh the 70s 80s and 90s so and adam buddy my man where can we find you yeah uh very similar to podcasting after dark except much more mainstream you can check out uh the yeah the more i don't know that not the a class because you guys get some fun bunch of but usually more of like the yeah the the more well-known types of movies you can hear myself and my brother talking about those and a whole bunch of all things other music tv shows doing recastings doing top tens on uh, the blast from our past podcast and then also we have a uh, new podcast all about trivia called throwback trivia takedown which is all about pop culture from the 70s 80s and 90s it's a head-to-head battle um hope you guys check it out if hope you enjoy it and um you know Make sure, if you guys are curious of where to find any of our content, go check out www.bfopbfopnetwork.com and uh, you can find all of the different uh, BFOP Network uh, podcasts on there and where to find them and just a little bit about us. So, uh, yeah, please check that out if you haven't already. Yeah. And, and, and if you guys are feeling really good, Rate and review us and other podcasts. Check them out. We could really use it. It's really helpful in the algorithms on trying to get our stuff more findable. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Get, get in front of new listeners and everything. Um, like Adam said, uh, Apple Podcasts is still kind of the the main podcatcher out there, and uh, their algorithm is based yeah. on the reviews and stuff. I mean, Spotify is huge, yeah. uh, but reviews-wise, yeah. pod, uh, uh, Apple is yeah. still like the main thing with reviews and how people find stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you can't review on Spotify yet. I'm sure that'll come down the road and whatnot, so we'll see. But yeah, we appreciate all the reviews that, that we've already gotten. And uh, and if you're new to the show and you are looking for our complete back catalog of every single episode of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, you can find all of it for just $1 a month on our Patreon page, and that's patreon.com slash Cartwright. Again, that's patreon.com slash Cartwright. And, uh, Cartwright! <laughs> And all proceeds just go to, you know, server costs, the the usual stuff. But uh, you do unlock every single episode from seasons, season one, episode one, all the way up to season four, episode 11. And, and moving forward, every episode will be on our Patreon page. And again, that is patreon.com slash Cartwright. So for Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, I'm Corey. And I am Adam. (laughs) And next week, we'll be back with The Pick. What's up, guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool.